What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Freedom is a feeling, and the best way to truly feel free is behind the wheel of a Jeep SUV. Find out what true freedom feels like at Jeep Freedom Days. And now, financing at $2,500 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee WK Laredo 4x4. Don't miss this great offer. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery by 531-22. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen. Yeah, this is Jim the Keys bartender. The reason I started singing Danny boy, it's a lovely song. It's a lovely song. It's uh, about, what is, what's two months, two and a half months before St. Patrick's Day? A little over two months in a week. Right? Well, I'm in, today is January 4th. I'm in the supermarket today. I'm still hearing Christmas songs. And you probably say, hey, Jim, some people are Orthodox or, you know, the Latinos celebrate Three Kings Day on January 6th. So it's still Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it all before. But the problem is they started doing the Christmas shit right around Halloween. And now we're going on two weeks after Christmas. On the And they're still playing in the supermarket. It's Christmas time. Whatever. Holy crap. We just took our uh, here in the Keys. I know, Jim, it sounds like you're bitching. I'm not going to die tonight. I am bitching a little. I am sorry about that. It's something, I guess, when you you, you realize you got to take down the trees, you got to take down the lights, which we did yesterday, my day off. We took the lights off. We took the trees down. We put the decorations away. We put the decorations away first and then took the tree down. There's an order of operation, much like the stupid math things they post on Facebook. Multiply, divide, add, subtract. I think that's the order of operation. Here it's take out the lights outside, pack them up. Well, actually, we have to take the boxes from up, from our attic, take them down, take the lights out, start filling that, start taking the decorations from inside the house off the tree, then the lights, and then the tree, and then the tree stand. You wash the tree stand, you let it dry out a little, and then you put it away. And ceremoniously, Christmas is over. In the house. Yes. So, I'm a bit over that. So, I was happy to do that. I love Christmas. I think the extension of it, expanding Christmas so long. Because, remember the song 12 Days of Christmas? 12 Days, you know, 12 Days of Christmas, my true love came to me. I mean, I think it starts at... 
Christmas Eve or something like that and goes all the way to January 6th. And we thought, well, that's incredible. When you're a kid, 12 days, that's a long time. I would not have been able to forecast that they were going to start talking about Christmas in September. So, hence, imagine if we started celebrating St. Patrick's Day early. Or, actually, at my supermarket, they started, um, even though it's getting close to the end of the NFL season, the last game is this weekend coming up, and then the playoffs. So, we're about a month away, a little over a month away from the Super Bowl. They got the Super Bowl displays up at the supermarket saying, you know, for all the chips and the beer and the condiments and all that stuff. And we'll talk about that traditional snacks and things like that. And the reason why sometimes restaurants aren't open on Super Bowl Sunday, but they are open on Christmas. Yes. Well, it's been, for me... And interesting time. It's beautiful down in Keys. We had a little cold front come in. You always kind of, after a while, you start really recognizing the meteorological characteristics. Wow, I just pulled that out of my ass. Of a cold front moving through, a front. And here it's kind of humid all the time. We have this season, it's been running a couple degrees warmer. We had some. A week and a half of cool weather. Today we had, uh, or last night we had a cold front move through, and and what a cold front looks for like in the Florida Keys is goes down to sixty four degrees at night, and it may go up to seventy five today. So we got all our windows open. Whenever any opportunity you get to have your windows open, it's not humid. It's nice. The humidity just if you have a house with a lot of fabric in it you have a tendency to get musty and things like that if you it would be great if it was just cinder block and tile and you, you can open it all the time you know open it all the time you don't worry about mustiness as much but you know but you really do do appreciate just this subtlety of low humidity down here the opportunity to have low humidity just to open up, get regular air. I feel better. I breathe better. I went to the gym. I didn't, I don't know what it is about AC, but it just gets to me. It just gets to me. I, I love it because of the alternative is being sweaty all night or, or damp and clammy. But I hate it because I really do appreciate the, the cool air. Boy, a lot of bitching. I got more bitching to do too. It's a new year, so... I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bitch cakes, full bitch cakes on you. So, and remember, bitching. I don't see that there's a gender to uh, calling someone a bitch, because a bitch for me, you can say, oh, it's a female dog, so it plays with a feminine or something. Listen, the way I'm using it, a bitch is a bitch is a bitch is a person that bitches. That's just that's just it. And I may be acting the part of a bitch. Not like a woman, like a bitch. And I'm bitchy. So, you may recall yesterday, for the first show of 2022, I brought up the CNN drunken cast. And what happened 
with uh, members of CNN and especially uh, Mr. Andy Cohen, which I thought was hilarious. But uh, little did I know that I would take umbrage at one of Andy Cohen's remarks. And I'm going to mention this to it. So here we go. We have New Year's Eve in uh, New York and he goes off and he's his rant against de Blasio didn't cause much of a stir. I guess everyone felt that same way about de Blasio. But he started saying shit there in Times Square and so is I think ABC's doing a show there. I don't know if CBS is doing it and NBC and stuff like that but they're all in Times Square as they got their set up and Andy Cohn goes off on Ryan Seacrest calling him a loser and, and Journey's playing or the some of the members of Journey without Steve Perry and Andy Cohen goes uh, says they're losers losers it's not real Journey if you don't have Steve Perry it's not I don't have a problem with that him saying talking shit you know they're, they're television personalities Ryan Seacrest shouldn't have his feelings hurt stuff like that what I do have a problem is that he had to respond about that. But it wasn't about his de Blasio calling de Blasio an asshole and all that stuff. It was him calling Seacrest and a Steve Perry less journey losers. His embarrassment. Good morning. Then that, that he tweets. He tweets this in response to all the criticism he gets about saying shit about Ryan Seacrest. Good morning. Um, he puts um in the tweet. I guess he may have done the voice thing. I was a bit overserved last night. Bam! Right there. Bam. Overserved. And he later comes back. I'm going to finish this and get back to that comment. Some people said, hey, Andy, when you're given a drink, one of the people responded, when you're given a drink doesn't mean you have to drink it. And Andy Cohen volunteered, I was serving myself. I was serving myself. Which was the truth. He was pouring the drinks himself. They were drinking tequila shots. They weren't having cocktails made for him. They didn't have a bartender there. They could have had a producer doing it, but I bet they were asking for the shots. They weren't putting it in there. I, I don't know if the producer said, hey, listen, Andy, you got to up your alcohol content. But with that... Phrase, I was overserved last night. He quietly and veiled took the responsibility off himself and put it someplace else. Overserved meaning someone else did it. Now, if you're in a bar, when you say you were overserved, you're talking to the server and you're talking to the bartender. Where is the fucking personal responsibility there. Andy, you drank too much on New Year's Eve and you made yourself look like an ass. I did that forever. I never blamed other people for my the situation I got in, even though I was served when I was inebriated, but that was my responsibility. I should have known that I had issues with making decisions concerning my consumption of alcohol. I never want to hear anybody say I was overserved. Now, there's a distinct difference 
between being overserved and being dosed or giving a Mickey or a GHB to someone. Right? If someone gives you a drink and they put something in it and it makes you sick or alters your state, uh, being dosed, dropping acid or whatever, thing like that, that is off the charts wrong. But when someone gives you a drink, no matter what the strength of the drink, you could drink it and most of the drink should be, ah, oh, I don't, this is a bit strong. I better slow down. Or I'm feeling a bit woozy. I don't think I have another drink. I'll drink some water. Well, there you go. That's the response. Think of all the things people talk about. Now, I'm going to wade into something that's kind of controversial and it pisses some people off because they have strong opinions about it. Okay. Gun control. You'll hear on both sides, but I have a bone to pick with both sides. National Rifle Association say, guns don't kill people, people kill people. True, true. Right now they do. But with the coming of AI and robots and stuff like that, uh, are, you know, guns with artificial intelligence well, may will be able to, well, probably already know how to kill people. Drones and all that stuff. Drones kill people and they're not people. People control the drones. But if you have AI, sometimes that are autonomous, there may not be people behind it. People may have designed it and things like that. It's a responsibility. So, yeah. I understand that. Now, on the flip side, they say guns, on gun control side... Guns are the sole cause of death, which is not necessarily true. People kill each other with bombs, with knives, with rope, with rocks and sticks and drowning and all. There's tons of way to do it. I, I agree with them that the gun is a killing machine and it makes it easier. It's harder if you want to kill. If someone decides, I got to kill 30 people real quick. There's a, a, a broadsword or an AK-47. What an AK-47 with extra clips. Let's say they had like 10 extra clips. They could kill a ton of people. It's just made that way. But ultimately, the personal responsibility lies with the person doing the shooting. Right? It's not violent video games and it's not 100% the weapon. The weapon did not give the person an idea to kill someone, but the weapon facilitated the ease of it. So there's plenty of things to go around. And yes, if I gave a drink to a child, Right? If I gave a drink as a bartender, gave a drink to a child, an obvious child, or someone who's obviously disturbed and violent, yes, I would be responsible. But at a certain point, there's a personal responsibility for people that are fit to make their own decisions. And people say, hey, Jim, when they're intoxicating, they're not fit. Well, if they regularly do it, sometimes they just have a way of masking it. And they have the arguments and stuff like that. And it's just not always there. That's why we put in place certain rules in the industry. We say, we start hearing slurring of speech, start hearing this, and say, listen, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not going to serve you anymore. Yes, I do that. But ultimately, when someone's serving themselves and getting shots and they're sitting at a table and you're not interacting with them, 
people get inebriated on their own and say, Jim, you're really taking this, the argument where the firm. I'm talking about the personal responsibility of the person. It's a very conservative view, but I don't think it's conservative. I think it's sensical. It's a sensical view. That's why I agree with the three-day waiting period for guns, doing a background check to stop people from you know necessarily buying a weapon. I don't believe you should get a weapon on demand without a background check. When you're giving something to somebody that is potentially dangerous and can facilitate a lot of harm, yeah, you should take a little time and check the background of that person. Right? It just makes sense for everyone. So, Andy Cohen, you're all right, guy. I understand. You're very passionate. But you're a fucking dick. Because... You were not overserved. Don't propagate that mentality. You drank. You should have just said, I drank too much. 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 And I know it's in city. Now, people say, well, then you're saying things about people that are heavier than normal and stuff like that. Well, wait. You know. That doesn't happen. Getting obese does not happen overnight. People get into that. I have feelings for those people. I understand there's nuances to personal responsibility. When you only have, let's say you live in a household, you're a child, right? You're a child and you're growing up in a household. There's only soda and pasta and macaroni and cheese, which is pasta too, peanut butter, bread, sugary cereals, cookies, all that stuff. And you're eating and you don't, you're not aware of tradition, uh, tra- uh, nutrition, traditional nutrition. I, boy, that, that really kind of was hard to say there. But you're growing up in a household and that's all you have to eat. And you start getting heavier and heavier and you're just addicted to it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. And some people aren't that and some people's bodies aren't equipped to burn fat that efficiently they don't get enough activity and things like that I'm not pushing that personal responsibility in everything we do have personal responsibility for actions if you if you have a tendency to watch porn and then you start watching porn with younger and younger people in it then you have a problem people that watch porn that don't have younger people and don't purport to have younger people, I don't really have a problem with as long as it's not too violent and things like that because you don't, if that's what gets your rocks off, you got to watch out the violence. You know, you have to, you have to, just like you have to watch what you drink, you got to kind of really gauge, like if you really go out and you do five shots real quick, blah, 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 you might have a drinking problem. And if you watch porn all the time and the porn you watch is always kind of like rape fantasies and stuff like that, you might have issues also. Another personal responsibility. Right? Matt, I mean, you could say whether the argument is should, there, should there be porn depicting violence against people uh, of any gender. Uh, that's for another topic. I'm just talking about general personal responsibility. Speaking about responsibility on a lighter thing, 
little lighter thing. I don't know if this is lighter. But funny thing, you know, when personal issues intersect with large international issues, I find that fascinating. I'm very fascinated. And if you're a listener to the show, regular listener to show, but I'll reacquaint for new listeners, listen to this. About three months ago, I uh, was finishing my travails, my saga of getting an upgrade with AT&T due to their 5G rollout. And 5G is the propagation of its cell phone signal. It was 4G and it's going to 5G. And for about eight months, I was getting messages from AT&T saying, hey, our 5G rollout's coming out. You're going to have to change your the your phone. You're in the phone that I had was 4G or 3G or something like that. And it said, you're going to have to get a new one. Or you, it's not going to work. And then we're going to stop service on that stuff. Blah, 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 blah. And so I waited a couple months. And then six months out, I said, you know what? I better get a six months out from the time they said I got to do the changeover, which was September. I decided to get my own phone. I always buy my own phone. I realize some of these phone companies, they say, oh, the phone's free. But the phone isn't free. You got to, you're, when you're given a phone, phone, free phone, there's an expectation that there's some compensation coming back, and that's usually a contract. That's the contract. The phone is the contract now. People say there's no contracts. Yeah, the phone, the equipment they give you is the stuff you're paying for now. I'm not going to go into depth and deep. If you can't understand that, um, it, it's it's just that people think they're getting a free phone. They're not getting a free phone. So what I do is I buy my phone outright. So if I need to change, I tell people, I say, AT&T, I don't owe you anything. I am under no obligation. So when I talk to them, I say, no, I don't want to upgrade my phone with you. I just buy it right out. So I bought a 5G phone. And I had it... I had it uh, set up, ready to go, and they kept on sending me information saying, you got to change your phone over. And I kept on calling them back and say, listen, I have 5G, and, and I don't want to bore people. So I go back and forth. At one point, they just shut my phone off. They send me a new one, a crap free phone, because I don't upgrade. They send me a free one. They say, don't worry, it doesn't cost anything. I said, but the phone I have is much better, and it's 5G. Why are you sending me a shit 5G phone? And they said, oh, Oh, we're sorry. We don't realize. I said, could you do the change and all that stuff and mark that I have a 5G phone? Well, eventually what they did is they just turned off my 5G phone and said, listen, we sent you a new phone, put on a new phone. I didn't want to use a new phone because it was a, not, it was a poor quality phone. It was a, had less features. And I mean, it might have been 5G, but it was a shit phone. And I just wanted to use my good phone that I bought with 5G. It's satisfying. And I had to go back and forth to describe it to them and stuff. And they had to send me, they sent me two SIM cards because they kept on scrolling. Oh, we automatically changed over to the new phone. We automatically sent to the new SIM card. I said, I had the SIM card. I had the 5G. So I, I did all that. And finally, it resolved itself. It took hours. And what, what I did with AT&T, I used that, um, I, I used the difficulty I have with them to negotiate lower I go to customer loyalty or customer retention supervisor or manager and I say, listen, 
I had all this, and now you're going to have to compensate me because there's all the time I had to spend. And it, it's the truth. It, ha- it has to be done. There has to be compensation when they make it difficult and they had the software program make the switch over and stuff like that. Blah, 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 blah. So all of that over 5G and some software program they had that automatically changed uh, from one SIM card to another SIM card, which I didn't need. And I got a little benefit. Well, it turns out I'm reading the newspaper today and AT&T, Verizon, and maybe some other companies are delaying the rollout of 5G due to interference with aircraft operations for, for flights. So... They, they, the trepidation that airlines had over the signal interference from 5G stopped the rollout of 5G. Now, it's going on, I think 5G is going on in China. So all they have to do, and China has a lot of flights going on. So all they have to do is say, hey, find out what's going on in China. They use the same kind of avionics systems and we'll do the same thing, right? Or if we use the same thing, we use the same radios, we use the same guidance systems and all that stuff, then what's the big fucking deal? But once again, now AT&T and Verizon have to deal with the bullshit from our FAA and the airlines and stuff like that. And I say to you, AT&T, now you get how I feel. When you do something that's inexplicable, bureaucratic, Byzantine, I think that's the same thing, Byzantine and bureaucratic, but Byzantine means kind of ancient bureaucratic. So it's nice to see big corporations can get the same shit, you know? And also on the same day, I see that Apple is now a $3 trillion company. It's valued at $3 trillion. I think that's what I saw. Only a couple countries have a a gross national product that exceed. One of them, you know, one's the United States, the other's China, I'm sure Japan, uh, maybe India, uh, European Union. But most countries don't have that value, that gross national product of that. And that's just one company. And they say it's just from the production of the iPhone. Which, considering, if you think about how, many, how much people de- depend on their digital devices and how much cell phones have become a part in less than the smartphone, in less than... 14 years, 14, 15 years. The cell phone has become ubiquitous. I said it. I'm not going to repeat it because I don't think I'll be able to repeat that word again. With just a person walking, a, a, a modern person walking and operating in a first or developing country. And even in third world countries, you can see that people want their cell phones. I have always had these debate with people. I said, listen, 
The difference between a $1,400 cell phone and a $300 cell phone is minimal, is minimal. The features that are available are $200, let's say $200 cell phone. The one cell phone I was talking about that was shitty, it was like a $50 cell phone, but it was 5G. It still did so many things compared to what cell phones did 10 years ago. The shit cell phone that I would not use that was sent to me free was super feature rich, right? And most people use all the features they have and it's just, you're talking about an upgraded camera, a folding screen, some harder cover to it, sturdier, longer lasting battery. It is insignificant the difference between one grade upgrade to the other. And if you go back a couple editions, if you go back to, like, what it, what is it now? The iPhone 13, if you go to 11 or to 10, you could save your, it's one quarter. The third to one quarter the cost of this cutting edge one. Now, we're not talking about fighter jets. This is how the Defense Department and other people say, you got to get this new model. Because the new model, and they did this with cars. Uh, televisions kind of made sense because, you know, when the pictures are over a bunch of upgrades, if you're talking about like five, six, ten years, you can see the difference. But from one model change to the other is insignificant. And why would you want to put all your resources into something of $1,400. say, well, Jim, I don't have to pay it. It's only $30 a month. I said, you're locked in with AT&T. They say three years, we're going to give you a brand new cell phone, stuff like that, 35 bucks a month, right? For the thing, which is, that's a decent amount of money if you think about it. I mean, for the capability, it isn't. But wouldn't you just buy one and not pay any? I don't get sometimes the need for that cutting edge when you don't utilize the expanded features. And I guess I would put that to relationships too. When people like when people have a relationship that really fulfills themselves, fulfills their needs their spouse, their boyfriend, their girlfriend. And then they just decide to trade in for a newer model because this one's glitzier. It's not, it's not, hasn't been used. What hasn't been used by you in relationships, people have been used many times and you don't know the glitches in the new software of that relationship. But you had a perfectly good relationship that you got kind of tired with and you wanted to trade in for a newer one. And in the end, when you get the newer one and it doesn't work as well as the old one, you want to go back to the old one, but the old one is gone already. And the old one had all your shit on it. You know how to use it. You know, it was perfectly fine. And the new one, you go, well, why now did I get the new one? Because it was new. A new relationship. So exciting. It's so exciting. Why do we throw these things? Why do we throw these things out that work out perfectly good? 
relationships, items, cars. Eventually, trust me, when we do make the changeover from internal combustion engines and stuff like that, and if society survives, a lot of things, we're not going to be doing this thing where we get a new refrigerator and we throw the whole new one, old one out. What they're going to do is probably, if they need to change something out, they'll change it out. They'll change it out. Why throw the baby out with the bathwater? Why does, when you have an electric car, you may have to change out the motor or the suspension or the tire or the battery or the interior. Oh, we got to refresh the interior and stuff like that. Send it in, blah, 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 do those things. But you don't have to remake, you know, your 2018 Model Y Tesla. Why does that have to be thrown out in 2027 when it's 10 years old? Why can't we? Well, then most likely it won't be. Most likely people say, well, I'll get a new battery pack for it. And the motors, and the electric motors last for 30 years, whatever. Think about that relationships. You know, you, you don't have to change out the person. You can just change the relationship. And not toss it out. I know that's a metaphor there somewhere. You may disagree with it, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping. It sounded like I started out with the bitching thing and then I started talking about all those other things like the 5G and things like that, but we worked down to this thing. Just when something works, we can improve that thing without throwing it out. We can improve that thing. And people, there's no reason to trash those things. You know, people always talk about this when it talks about relationships. It says, it says monogamy is unnatural for humans. Well, who knew, who's to say? We, we defeated nature. Natural for humans is to live in a cave and shit outside and sharpen sticks and fight saber-toothed tigers. That's natural for humans. Well, when there were saber-toothed tigers around. Natural for humans was not to get into a penis-shaped spaceship like Jeff Bezos, the big blue blue horizon, big blue horizon, big blue balls horizon, um, and shoot off into space with some strangers. That's not natural. So So maybe monogamy is natural. Maybe it is. You just look at him and say, I'm perfectly fine. I'm not settling. I am not settling. There's, you could say you eat chicken every day. You eat chicken every day. But I prepare it 200 different ways. Well, that's, well, that's refreshing. Okay. Or, you know, soybean or whatever it is. I, I actually am, I'm, I'm going to be, I got to eat some food soon. So I want to thank you for listening. This is New Year. I'm endeavoring to make better shows. I'm writing uh, my content. I'm looking out for those things. This is me as a bartender. I'm a pain in the ass. I realize that to my regulars that are listeners. I'd like to thank you for listening internationally. We are on target this year. I'm looking for 1 million downloads. 
It will change my life. Yes, it will change the life of me and my family and the podcast. I am confident I will do this. Well, I can't do this myself. You got to do it. And I do appreciate that. I've been toying with the idea, if I can get some feedback, of doing one day a week, one live show at one certain time, so I can have, if people want to interface with me, interface. That would be kind of really creepy if I said, hey, to a girl and say, do you want to interface with me? And they go and say, well, is this the point where you pull your dick out? No, no, no. I'm in interface chatting. Chatting and not, we don't have to be dirty chatting or anything like that. I'm just chatting where we talk about, hey, Jim, I did disagree with you on that personal responsibility thing. But I do like you listening. I do appreciate you. And thank you very much. This is Jim, the Keys bartender, signing off. I stumbled over that tonight. Bye.